Yo, yo, yo. Yo. How is it going? Yo, yo. Good, bro. Everything, everything good. Nice. What have you Still been on the go. to? I just working, kept, uh, I don't know. I've been, I've been kind of not concentrating too well lately. It's, mm. uh, it's weird. Just, I think it's because of, uh, I might be moving soon. So, oh, for real? Yeah. To Europe. Uh, I, <laughs> that's the goal eventually. I have been talking with their wife and more and more as this craziness happens, she's like, maybe we should just go. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> just try it out and then you can always go back if you don't like it here. Yeah. We're uh, thinking of uh, leaving Florida though. That's for sure. Mm. Where to? We're thinking um, Texas. Mm. Yeah. I don't have a strong opinion on that, I think, but <laughs> I, have to, I have to give it some thought. It would not have been the first state that would have come to my mind, to be honest. No, no. It's just there's a lot of things that make, make a lot of sense. And compared to kind of the rest of US, the uh, like houses, prices mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and standard and like, I don't know, just like education and crime and stuff like that yeah. there's just so many good things there especially for like we were looking at new york too and mm. we were looking at it and it's like for what you can get for what you would pay like a seven hundred thousand dollar home yeah in new york you can get the same kind of house for like 350 300 and, yeah but and, then you live in texas Exactly. I mean, you do, you do. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. I also don't know how uh, my wife would do with the cold. She's never even seen snow, for example. So I feel like the first couple of days she'd be like, yay, snow, you know, and then like all <laughs> of us who've seen snow, eventually you'd be like, stupid snow, you know? So from so. personal experience, you eventually start uh, like drowning out your partner complaining about the weather like i can ignore that pretty well by now <laughs> my girlfriend doesn't like the dutch weather at all but yeah yeah I, i can imagine my wife being over there too like that's one thing that also concerns me from time to time because that's a floridian native floridian that she is you know mm. imagine her being in the like most gloomy kind of parts of <laughs> of europe she would not see the sun so often whereas he or she's like sees it every day yeah she complains about it too though but who, who knows who knows i have to admit i don't know we're really, just looking it is really nice right now that the sun is out like summer definitely feels special here and mm. it's so nice to actually yeah be able to just sit outside have the sun and i definitely miss that it's that's it's what been I too long say. i i i personally love my seasons like established yeah like it is for example in a way or another in Netherlands or like in New York because you can appreciate these things for example mm -hmm. here I freaking hate summer now you know because <laughs> like, it's just hotter than other days so it's like it's not good when yeah. I was over there you look forward to summer right when yeah you're in the winter like you look forward to spring and then if it gets way too hot you're like I can't wait for it to cool down you know yeah exactly that will just be a few more weeks until i will hate summer and the sun yeah 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 exactly so it's like you can appreciate all seasons because you you get that cycle over here yeah. there's zero cycle so you're always in constant summer here we're just like <laughs> cursing from what the sun. i've heard about florida i would just be sweating constantly with like the humidity and hate my life is that true 
No, and that's like the story of our life here where I'm like, oh, babe, you want to go for a walk? Looks outside. Oh, so hot. Let me see the humidity. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then, then my... Uh... Yeah, then my information has been correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah but interesting. Oh. Yeah, besides that, just uh, been going through the course as well. Nice, uh, yeah. The, the Pragmatic the Programmer. Yeah, uh, Pragmatic Studios. Ah, damn it, almost. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's, been, uh, it's been really good. We're getting to... I, I didn't get much, much to uh like uh much progress but the progress i got was kind of uh really really interesting they went more in depth into concurrency and mm. uh, parallelism and it's just i don't know if i had any doubts or if i had any confusions previously it's been definitely cleared up and i don't know if anyone would appreciate this but they linked to a awesome hilarious freaking post article Com- like explaining the difference between concurrency and parallelism oh nice and they they explained it with a uh, burrito shop they're like <laughs> they, said, they said they said concurrency is like um like if you're a burrito shop right and you have to make uh two burritos usually if you if it's not concurrent you would make one burrito right like spread out the the beans whatever put the rice the meat close it up and then grab the other tortilla right spread out put the meat the rice whatever close it up and then you have two tortillas right so you have two burritos so then concurrency would be if you put two tortillas at the same time and you spread one out you spread the other one out then you put one meat on one you put meat on the other one so you're like doing it at the same time more or less right yeah. but you're one person doing it at the same time There's, that's concurrency and then parallelism is if you were to hire if you're in your burrito shop you hire a worker and you have to make two burritos you make you make him do one and you do one and then you finish both like that so it's it kind of like tries to explain the um the otp uh library and kind of yeah. how uh, the erlang vm works uh, and it works via schedulers, of course. And each um, each CPU that that runs on your machine has an own scheduler. So they're like explaining these things, and it's just so insightful, man. It's just awesome because they explain it with. So we're talking about previous episode date where they actually are is you start building up this web fr- web framework, right? Yeah. So in one of uh, one of the routes, um, they um, they create this this route where you kind of are checking for a snapshot of a camera, mm-hmm. right? Like kind of simulating. So you want to check, you have three cameras and you want to get the snapshot of all three of them. So then you call for this, but this is like a call that takes a time. So like you ask for all three of them, but it goes sequentially. It will go to the first one, wait for the snapshot, come back. Then it'll go to the, the, yeah. the second one, then the third one. So what they do is uh, they spawn up uh, their own processes uh because i mean like if you know a little bit of Erlang vm like the processes are a little bit different than actual like yeah. regular processes that you know of they're much more efficient and faster and more lightweight than your regular process so they spin this up and it's like a async uh kind of process that you let run in the background and wait for it to receive a message back from it because you you make it point out to the parent process where the parent processes receives this like child process message after it receives the snapchat and it just does all three at the same time more than concurrently and they're just they're explaining it really well i'm just really uh looking forward to continuing but the 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 concept there and how they explained it and the way the example ran it was just really great how it just it's so like it's just so efficient because it just in each scheduler right in each Mm -hmm. like 
core yeah. on your on your CPU is just as the processes come in, they allocate small pieces of of like just like the burrito example, they allocate different time on each process, and it's like they if you have five if one scheduler has five processes, it goes to the first one, makes it like. I don't know, uh, process half the time, then stops, goes to the next one and just does it so quickly. So they all try to come back, um, fairly quickly. And it's, it seems, uh, like it's at the same time. Right. Mm, yeah. So it's, it's just super interesting how all this works. And it's just it's nice. Yeah. That's actually quite good. It's really like, that is a surprising level of depth that they go into. Right. And- now I'm yeah. curious about the Rails content as well. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, hmm. yeah, they have Rails content as well. They go uh, into other different things, and the level of depth they go is just pretty amazing. Like I was, I took there's they have a free uh, course on Phoenix Live View, mm-hmm. and they try to explain to you, and they go down to like the nitty gritty of it, where they show you exactly like via logs and stuff like that yeah what it's updating like how it's being returned how all this live work works it's just great it's just awesome mm. love love them peoples yeah that actually sounds quite intriguing i haven't checked them out yet but maybe i should maybe i should yeah they have some free courses you should just check out see what they have for free if if it interests you just to see how how they don't go in depth their example and in, in just like supporting uh slides are just pretty awesome that they have so it's just great so we'll continue with that, see how that goes. And uh, I'm pretty excited. Nice. Loving it. What uh, what have you been up to? Surprisingly little in the last few days. Um, it just feels like the last week has flown by. Um, and I'm not sure where the time has, uh, where the time went. We've actually, not, to be fair, like we had a pretty productive weekend, which <laughs> was kind of nice because it was completely non-digital. Um, lots of like trips to different hardware stores and the garden center to buy like different things to make our terrace a little bit greener and nicer and doing some woodworking projects for um yeah my girlfriend's uh pets so that has all been Um, pretty nice but that also meant that like technology wise i didn't actually do that much I i say it's a win and then yeah it was actually pretty nice to be honest uh, the other uh, component of this or the other reason why I didn't get actually that much done is that I also, after our conversation from last time, I've been putting a little bit more, or I'm not <laughs> involuntarily, I want to say, I've been putting more thought into kind of what it is that I actually want to do. And yeah, I'm getting stuck there, to be honest, a little bit. Like, I definitely noticed myself overthinking this uh, quite heavily, but mm-hmm. I also don't yet have a very good answer on kind of how to move forward there's definitely the component where i think that whatever i do i need to find a good way to keep it engaging and motivating like whatever i pick up again whether or not it's like the library project or something different where i need to find like a rhythm that delivers results and kind of the little bit of like the dopamine hit yeah stay engaged um but then there's also kind of the question of like what things actually excite me or what challenges I would want to tackle. Exactly. And I'm still going kind of back and forth a little bit on the, like, let's say on one extreme, there's still like picking something that is more well-known and a little bit like smaller in scope, 
but that actually has like a high chance to be done and be out in the world. And I'm trying to balance that side with the other one, which is more ambitious, more complex, larger in scope. Because of that, I think also a little more exciting. But potentially something where I'm more invested in emotionally. And I'm not sure on like what side of the spectrum it makes sense to focus on right now. Whether or not it makes more sense to first try to get some stuff out of the door. Because, yeah, we only have so much time in the day. Um, it would be nice to actually finish something. But then I'm also thinking, hey, then I need to support this somehow. Open source is much more work than um, I wouldn't say I expected as well. Like we mentioned a few times my small workflow for Alfred that I created to create the yeah. Git ignore files. So not with, like there's no really there's not necessarily a reason to do it, but I definitely want to go back and like clean up some of the code and refactor a few things. And I definitely know there's a bug in there that no one has hit yet. And I don't think someone will if they don't mess something up, but there's still a chance that something might change in like a future version of Alfred or so. So they're like these small things that I'm aware of that I would want to touch. But this is also like, it already requires more time than I previously thought I would need to invest in this to make it nice and actually like project that I'm proud of and that I can maintain well for for time to come. So there are like all of these different things. And yeah. what I what I've been doing this week is I've played some video games again. And I still really dig the idea of combining programming with some form of video game. And the one that has excited me so far the most is this game called Screeps which stands mm. for scripting creeps which is an they advertise as like an MMO real-time strategy sandbox for programmers so okay. you can uh, build like a few buildings you can spawn units and then essentially nothing happens except you write code that orchestrates things so there's like a UI where you can you can in the beginning you can place buildings and these kind of things but you can't for example give your units any commands that has to be done through the api and what they do is they it's mostly focused on javascript so you can just write some javascript and they run it on the server continuously and you build your colony and it has been super fun like i spent like two weeks playing this um and just writing code and seeing what happens and how my colony comes to life and then you compare yourself yeah. with like the game like it's it's a massive multiplayer online game so you have like these servers with like hundreds of players and then you look at other people and how they set up their shit and you immediately felt overwhelmed because there's so much going on at one time and you have like your small four creep base and you feel like proud already so it has been like insanely motivating super fun uh, was for me a really nice chance to play with TypeScript. But you I can also, use TypeScript too, right? Sorry? I'm guessing. You can use TypeScript. Yeah, exactly. So everything that compiles to JavaScript is pretty easy to use. Right. They And this is where like there are a few things that I didn't like so much about it. Um, a, they are reloading your code. So the game works in ticks. So you have essentially turns where you can give commands and then they get executed by the game engine and you get like the updated state and then you can do your next turns. 
and they reload your code between each tick, which makes sense since they essentially process every player uh, sequentially. And then mm -hmm. once they have processed everything, then they go to the next kind of turn. But that also means that your code is not persisted. And what I find a like personally found annoying is that I felt the best architecture to use in this case would be like functional programming, since you have to like reload everything on every turn. One hundred percent. It doesn't make any like for me at least. It didn't feel like it made any sense to like explore like a good object-oriented design when thinking about like memory management and how can I uh, store. Th things for example in memory in such a way that it's like lightweight yet gives me access to what i need and there are like a lot of like optimization things that i would have found interesting where i felt the architecture just didn't allow this to to make sense and then for and this is i like really hard to balance um <laughs> but to prevent cheating they have locked down some apis in node which made it a little bit difficult for example like i try to get rust with with webassembly running because they actually support webassembly uh in the platform right but then you're missing the right node apis to load the code with like all the code generation that rust does so in like the most popular rust framework for example for webassembly they generate a lot of glue code for you to load the module and do all these kind like mm -hmm. all these interesting things with webpack that yeah, you don't have to worry about. But then the way Webpack 4 loads modules doesn't actually work with scripts because one of the APIs that they use, one of the node APIs is, um, yeah, locked down in, in scripts. So that was a little bit disappointing and I think one of the reasons why I eventually kind of stopped playing with it because I felt I couldn't actually do the things that would have been really interesting to me to do especially yeah, like with right. rust and memory management it would have been so much fun to like figure out good routines and um coming back <laughs> to like when i played uh the, the video games on the weekend again those were kind of this this idea came up for me again or like this yeah where i just thought again that this would be something that i would find insanely interesting still to do um or like a game yeah, like what I'm always Based thinking is like when I think about what I want to learn, like new technologies, for example, or new paradigms, I find it sometimes hard to find good use cases for them. And just take mm -hmm. web web development as an example, for example, like we've all built like small tools or applications for ourselves, but I find it really hard to actually build something that simulates, um, let's say, a lot of traffic or where I have to implement certain APIs or these kinds of things. And I could imagine it would be super interesting to build something that uses some form of like web API, for example, to communicate with all the players, like where you don't call like a JavaScript API, but you actually do have to do like an HTTP call. And the API might post um, an event to your app to tell it like, hey, something happened. And you built like with Rails, build like a web app that processes these incoming like post requests where stuff happens and uh, you have an opportunity to uh, like <laughs> deploy like an error tracking tool and like do actually like these kind of optimizations that you would have or that you would do in like a real life um, yeah business use case as well like all the things that right. needed in our old company for example with like monitoring making sure that you don't have errors these kind of things 
But oh yeah, and then like to be fair, there's also like this is where we are very far on like the it is interesting and massively complex part of the equation. I also then spent some time like for example years ago I played with serverless frameworks and uh, like in particular like AWS Lambda and DynamoDB is like mm-hmm. very interesting, <clears throat> highly scalable technologies. And this is, again, one of those things where I'm immediately going like, oh, yeah, this could be interesting. Like, you could really, like, use this to build, like, a nice microservice uh, architecture and use this as, like, a playground. And I can definitely see how you could split this up into, like, small experiments where, like, every four weeks you try to build, like, a next bigger version. But it starts really simple with, can we get, like, the most basic thing done and then slowly build this up over, like, probably years to be realistic mm-hmm. but yeah it's again so <laughs> to, to get to the question that i think might be like where i'm getting lost is that i noticed that this is just one of a few ideas that i tend to come back to once every so often and that i get really excited about and then i oftentimes i think let them go because they feel too complex to be a realistic project I feel you on that. But then I also, I can't let them like really go. Like a half a year, a year later, I'm opening, like I can look in my notebook yeah, and I find notes from like one and a half years ago where I started writing about like a game to combine with programming, let's say. And yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not sure what to do about that. Is that a sign is it, is it for a good reason that I dropped them and tried to do something else? Like, yeah. And this week has just been full with like this, like procrastinating and like thinking about this. That's because of, yeah, it's the, is the effect of, uh, of, um, realizing something is too complex, I think. <clears throat> but, uh, what I don't understand the overall, like the core idea of, of what it is. Is it just like a playground where you would, uh, you would just simulate these, these different kind of web development scenarios that are more complex? No, so I'm, I'm, there are a lot of things I can't answer to you yet where I don't have a good answer right. to, but there are a few things that I would want to achieve here. One is I, would want to try to build something that has not like this turn-based style, but that is actually real time. Mm-hmm. I also would want to build something where you can essentially choose whatever technology you want to write your code, like your AI essentially that plays the game. And I think okay. the simplest solution would be to just try to set up like a Docker runtime and you just upload an image and right. whatever yeah, is in there doesn't matter because this is all it takes i've seen some really interesting as uh, like concepts um a few years back where they use standard in and standard out like the very basic like unix uh pipelines to build the interaction with uh bots for games so essentially mm-hmm. you, you had to like provide a cli interface which was great because every programming language in the world supports a CLI interface on like standard in and standard out. Like no matter how esoteric your language is, there's probably a Hello World example that you can use to like get going. And I really like kind of this 
idea to make it like as flexible as possible for like the player to choose whatever they want to do. I see. So on it the, is an actual game that you want to build. Yeah. On the flip side of this, um, and this is like where everything gets a little bit complex. The question for me is also like, what do I actually like? What would be interesting for others? And I think one of the things that would re- like would be nice to actually dive deeper into and might be something where it might be interesting to, for example, chat with a few of our friends um, and first read the mom test book, because I think this is highly relevant here. It's like inquire, like when, for example, when you started to learn programming as like a self-taught developer, what were things that you would have found interesting to dive deeper into? Or what do you think would have been helpful to do in the beginning to kind of keep you engaged and motivated and like build something? Would it have been to like stand up a Rails app and like slowly expand the Rails app and like build something that kind of as being or by being like part of this game just gets traffic and has to make decisions and has to kind of keep state and like would this have been an interesting project or uh, now that we talk about like GraphQL like might just be an interesting like playground for people who want to get deeper into GraphQL or like event sourcing or um, they're like all of these different like paradigms that might be interesting and one of the questions that I have no answer to, to be honest. And one that I've been contemplating a lot is like, what would be like an interesting approach here that might particularly be interested for people who want to kind of level up their skills? Because this is what I was interested in as well when I um, played Screeps. I was like, hey, I have a chance here to like use a programming language I'm not too familiar with and like explore different concepts. And on one hand, that's like internal, like how do I structure my code? How do I design my um, domain, for example? Like this would have been fun for like domain-driven design. On the other hand, I think it's also interesting for like the API, from like the API perspective, like. Yeah. Could you say though, would you say? Yeah. With all honesty, yeah. hand on the Bible, that you actually improved your skill on uh, with that game on JavaScript or TypeScript? I would, I think. Yeah. By the sheer, like, just by being able to use it. Um, I've definitely, like, it's, I'm not sure how to answer this really properly, but yeah, I would say so. Um, it has mm. been, for me, it has been a chance to use TypeScript, which I don't find many other reasons to do. So, A, it has just been, just by spending time writing TypeScript, I, of course, found things in TypeScript that I didn't know before or that I wanted to get deeper into. I also really liked about it that it had a very open nature to how you structure your code. So there are a few APIs through which you interact with the game, but what you do with the data that you get back from these API calls is completely up to you. Like you can't just go like purely purely functional. You can experiment with like object-oriented design. You can, whatever you want to do essentially can do in your code as long as you kind of have the API to like trans or get the result back. And that I think is a pretty interesting just playground um, to, yeah, explore certain topics. I could, for example, very well imagine if you were to build this with like web services in mind, where you upload the Docker image, it just runs a web service and you have to do things. It might be super interesting to actually combine this with like 
a deeper exploration of sidekick and how do you schedule jobs and if it's real time like how do you make sure that within like maybe after five minutes you want to recalculate something or want to check something and like have like all of these other kind of set up cron jobs in your rails app they're like all of these like very interesting things that you could think about doing there that go far beyond just uh mm. kind of the re- uh, request response cycle that you have in like a yeah. very basic i'm building a twitter clone thing exactly yeah that's true yeah so this is what is kind of intriguing to me but yeah the as you notice, I don't have answers for a lot of these questions. And I think figuring out answers to these questions would be insanely complex. And I'm not sure if this is something I would want to commit to. You did start, I think you did start asking the right questions. So that's something I always, that's something I was always fairly certain of. Despite me wanting to start my own thing, I always knew that it can't just be anything. I, could, I, I couldn't just jump on anything. Yeah. I couldn't. Even if you told me, oh, like, let's do this, we'll make, we'll make hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, <clears throat> if it's something that, that will not interest me, if I'm not passionate about it, like, I probably will just not, I probably would just hate it or yeah. just not be happy in general. You know, I want something like I, I want something where I can balance what I feel passionate about and like whether it is an industry or a niche. Yeah. A group of people like that I'm interested in and um in a technology or in an area that I'm interested in. Yeah, exactly. Like it needs to be something that I feel passionate about. Yeah. Um and that will keep me motivated about because if I just built for example, if you told me that, right? Like like if you told me, Oh, let's do this, it's gonna generate hundreds of thousand dollars, like I'll make it, but I I probably wouldn't look for ways to improve it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I would like I wouldn't I wouldn't if I'm not able to use it, if I'm not excited to use it, like I won't use it yeah. <laughs> and then I won't know what else can be improved. Yeah. I will just, I will probably look at what I can do better, what can be better, but I won't look for new things or like, oh, like this should be added here because it will make it easier or people will appreciate it more. Like that's kind of what I want to reach to. Yeah. Something that I make where it's like, where I actually really, really use it and love it. And I myself, I'm just nitpicking and seeing yeah. what else can be added. And oh, and this feature will be cool here and just adding in. That, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I exactly. think that you've started asking the right questions to yourself, yeah. even though you've uh, kind of hit some sort of a wall. But I think you, you are off to a great start. Yeah, and like, I could very well imagine that when we check in next week, all will be different again. And I spend like two days working on the Alfred workflow and yeah through that my mind is on like a completely different thing again and rust is the thing i want to just do and like all of these things are kind of a a story from yesterday so yeah let's let's just see where we are next week and let's see let's see yeah sounds good to me awesome then cut it nice was good talking nice i'll keep you posted on all the things that i (laughs) come up with (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> same here, awesome. same here. Awesome, then. Stay safe, stay healthy. All right, and yeah, you too. Talk soon. Yeah, peace. Bye.